When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Fantasy Forecast Podcast with Anita Marks. If it's one thing I don't do, <clears throat> I rarely call in sick. That's a good trade. I know we've only it. been working. We, you got pushed we, through we've the only, pain. We've it's only like- been working together for a short period of time. But I don't think, I, I, I never ever, like, like, I'll do a show with like a bucket next to me if I have to. Oh, geez. Yeah, Let, let's hope we don't have to ever get to that point. But you're kind of like MJ well, right happened. now. It's a it's flu happened. game. Maybe not to that level, but you get the point. We're, we're, we just got to push through the pain. Persevere. No, this is, some, this is some kind of sinus infection, something, whatever. But, like, it just stinks that it's... This is, this is, this is one of my favorite days of the year. Are you kidding me? I, I feel like this is a gift. This is a treat. We're getting the NFC and the AFC championship games on the same day. Let's be honest. All four of these teams are very worthy of playing in the Super Bowl. Oh, right? absolutely. So so we double dip today. It's really what we're doing. I feel like we I feel like we are on the precipice of two Super Bowl games this afternoon and this evening. Like that's how good like the NFL got it right. Right? I truly believe that. So um with you for the next 4 hours, I'll make it. Don't worry. Um <laughs> This first hour is called Fantasy Forecast. So uh, so towards the end of the hour, before Matthias Kiwanuka joins me at 8 a.m., uh, I'll have some DFS plays for you. Uh, I'm playing DFS lineups uh, in, encompassing both these, these matchups. I'm playing DFS lineups in single game with the 49ers and the Eagles and a single game with the Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs. So um, I'll have a variety of DFS lineups. I'll share with you the players that I like, the players that I'm fading, uh, that I, I, I don't feel comfortable playing in DFS. So we'll do all that. Also, we'll hear from Adam Teicher in this hour. Um, probably the most wanted man in, uh, in, in sports broadcast because, um, you know, he, uh, he covers the Kansas City Chiefs. And as we know, heading into this game uh, with the Cincinnati-Kansas City game, uh, 6.30 p.m.'s kickoff, by the way, is... What can we realistically expect from Patrick Mahomes, right? And by the way, I had I had uh, Stefania Bell uh, on the show yesterday. That's actually we. I, I should have I should have texted you yesterday, Tom. Um, she's had some really really good insight in regard to. I was thinking maybe we should we should pull if you have time. If you don't, don't worry about it. Um, her her take on Patrick Mahomes because everything that we're hearing this week is that he practiced fully. Uh, no, no hesitation, no, um, no issues. Um, and that he's feeling fine. My concern, and I've been saying this all week is he might be feeling fine game time, but once that whistle blows and those defensive players start tackling him, um, and they start bringing him down in a tackle form in way that puts a lot of pressure on a player's knees, ankles, feet. Um, how, how, how is that ankle going to withstand four quarters 
against a Cincinnati Bengals defense that is top five in the NFL and can really, with Hubbard and Hendrickson, could really get after some quarterbacks. So that's my concern when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Is he go, is he going to go the distance? <clears throat> Excuse me. Is he going to is he going to go all four quarters? You just don't know, right? And I, I'm not sitting here saying that you know um, football players have have ill intent, you know, and they're 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 going to try to you know re-injure um, Patrick Mahomes. But this is football. You, you do tackle one another. And I would imagine that there's going to be uh, a few plays where we're watching that game and we're going, is he going to get up? Can he walk after that? Um, I have a feeling we're going to have a few of those moments in that Cincinnati-Kansas City game. So again, two games on tap. I feel like this is a blessed day. 49ers uh, in Philadelphia. Philadelphia is favored by two and a half. The over-under is 45 and a half. That's been fluctuating between 45 and a half. <coughs> and and 46 just FYI um and um and I really do like the I really do like the Eagles <coughs> again I'm I'm so sorry let me take a sip of water um you could tap dance for a second Tom okay so yeah <laughs> I, I, I guess I'm tap dancing here so of course we've got <laughs> The 49ers game and the Eagles that everybody is looking forward to as well okay. as Bengals and uh, Chiefs. I th- Anita, you uh, could do uh, take over again. <laughs> I am Tom. Thank you. Oh, uh, yeah. no I, I, I might I might need your services a few times today. Just FYI. Oh, so anyway, we'll I'll be here. Eagles getting ready to take on the 49ers. There are some injury issues in this matchup as well, right? Jalen Hurts dealing with a shoulder issue. What does that mean? Is he going to be his? Um, as aggressive running the football. Yeah, we saw him run the football against the Giants, but if you didn't really watch that game, Giants fans may have tuned out in the second half. He was just, he was very careful and very strategic in regard to the times and the opportunity when he did run the football. Um, and, and whenever there was a giant player within three feet of him, he went down. Okay. So, um, you know, now you're going up against a 49ers defense. Wagner, that linebacking core, arguably one of the best in the NFL. You know, so what what is Hurts going to bring to the table today running the football? And that's, that's part of their offense, right? But here's the thing. How you beat the 49ers is through the air, is through the pass. Believe it or not, they're one of the, they're one of the worst defenses in coverage. And you've got an Eagles... Wide receiving core that's really good. Starts with A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, uh, Quez Watkins, Goddard. So that's where the 49ers can be, can, can be beat is through the air. And so I'm expecting a, a, a real aggressive passing game and passing attack against the 49ers. And we saw how good that Philadelphia Eagles offensive line was against the Giants. So... I do, I, I do like the Eagles today. I do like Cincinnati today. I think that's going to be our Super Bowl matchup is Philadelphia going up against the Cincinnati bad Bengals. Uh, we will see. So again, uh, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. Adam Teicher is going to join us. He covers the Kansas City Chiefs because, again, I think in, in these two games, um, I, I think the biggest storyline is, is Patrick Mahomes and how healthy is he? So we'll hear from Adam. Also, Cynthia Freeland joined me yesterday. As always, I like to replay that segment for you on Sundays because 
it's just so good and she's so good so excited to have her uh that segment played for you and then of course i'll end the uh the hour strong i'll share with you my dfs lineups that i'm playing today uh in the total all two games as well as my individual game lineups in dfs so that's what's coming your way for the next 50 minutes and then matthias kiwanuka will join me at the top of the eight o'clock hour uh, we'll dive into this matchup. We'll dive into a lot of Giants news. Of course, what are the Giants going to do with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley? Um, contract decisions that need to be made. Um, Ralph Bacchiano is reporting that Daniel Jones is, should should get anywhere around thirty-five to forty million dollars. Huh. And um, and Jordan Renan will join us with an update on that as well in the eight o'clock hour. Um, in the 9 o'clock hour, we'll hear from Rich Samini. As we know, the Jets, they hired Nathaniel Hackett as their offensive coordinator, I'm sure in hopes to lure uh, one Aaron Rodgers to New York City. So we'll talk to Rich Samini about that. We'll have my locks of the week. I went 2-1 and one last week, so I'm 45-18 and 18 on the season. So Tom, I, I know I always ask you to, to do the math. I actually did the math. I'm 71.4% on the season. So, um, so I'll have my locks of the week for you today. And then of course, as always, Mike Tannenbaum will join us on the show at the 10 a.m. hour. So we've got, we, we are getting you locked and loaded the next four hours for your NFC and AFC championship matchup later on today. So sit tight, buckle up. Let's go. We come back. We'll get you up to speed on what's going on with Patrick Mahomes next here on 90, 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. This is the Fantasy Forecast Podcast with Anita Marks. Obviously, I feel like I can still do a lot of things. We'll see as we get closer and closer, and we'll see during the game. I mean, you can't fully do exactly what you're going to be in those moments in the game, but uh, all I can do is prepare myself the best way possible, and then when we get in the game, you hope adrenaline kind of takes over, and you can make those throws when you need to. Patrick Mahomes talking about what his expectations are from himself heading into today's matchup. Adam Teicher, who covers this, the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs for ESPN, joining us now on uh, on New York Game Day. Uh, fantasy forecast. So first things first, fill us in, Adam. Uh, what's the situation? Uh, what's the status with Mahomes right now? Yeah, he's practicing, and uh, you know, the, the the focus has shifted from early in the week. Could he play on Sunday? To how effective he can be? I mean, it's clear he's going to play, and 
And uh, so now it can be a, a reasonable facsimile of the player that we know him to be. And, and can he scramble around and make those signature throws that he's known for? And, uh, you know, he certainly looks more capable and feels more capable of being able to do that after a couple of days of practice this week. So, um, you know, we'll see, you know, he, he's uh, even he, but he indicates that, um, and he's right, that practice isn't the best indicator of this. It's not game speed. And he really won't know for sure until he gets out there on Sunday and the Bengals are chasing after him. But he said he thought at that point adrenaline would kick in and, and give him a boost. So um, you know, we'll see where he is. But he feels pretty good about it and that, that he can be somewhat close to the uh, player he was or he has been. Do you think that the game chain, the game plan is going to change because of this high ankle sprain? You know, I, I was reading, I want to say there was a stat out there. So far this season, I want to say there's been like over 180 designed rollouts uh, for Patrick Mahomes uh, this this year with what Andy Reid, of course, as great as he is in, in what he engineers for Patrick Mahomes. Do you think we're going to get a heavier dose of more of a pocket, pos- pocket passer in this matchup? Yeah, I think so. And, and keep in mind, a lot of those um, – those rollouts have not been designed. They're just more the way the play develops. You know, he did lead the, lead the league in number of passes thrown from outside the pocket. Um, so, um, you know, he, he does have that in his game. And, you know, he didn't do it at all after the injury last week against Jacksonville. So, uh, obviously, he was quite a bit different, uh, uh, you know, in terms of uh, what kind of player he was. But he should be a little better at it by Sunday. And, you know, another thing to keep in mind, Anita, is that just counting throws from the pocket, he led the league in QBR and, and touchdown passes and, um, and, and first downs and things of that nature. He led the league in passes just from the pocket uh, during the regular season. So, you know, it's, I, I believe he's 12-0 and in his career in games where he's thrown 90% or more of his passes from inside the pocket. So, you know, it's not like, um, you know, he, he can't play that way if he has to. So, uh, you know, he, he, you know, the chiefs feel pretty comfortable. He can get the job done, even if he's more of a conventional player than he normally is. Um, let, let's talk about Chad Henney just for a second. Just in, I, I mean, because you never know, right? Like, listen, <laughs> we know how these guys come into a game, right? They're, they smell water. They smell blood in the water. And the sure. blood is that injured ankle. Um, I do expect, and, and Cincinnati has a, a really solid defense, um, to get in and, and get after and, 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 and try to rough him up, obviously get to him. There's a chance that Patrick might not be able to finish this game. With that being said, give us some insight on Chad Henney because when he came in last week, I know small sample size, uh, he looked good. And he's been with this organization for a while, so he's very familiar with this offensive game plan. Your thoughts on and, and confidence in Chad Henney if he does come in, Adam? Yeah, yeah, it's um... – you know, the, the, the Chiefs, he's been the backup now for five seasons, and mm-hmm. the, the Chiefs are very familiar with him and don't don't overlook how important that is. The, the coaches know Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy know what he's capable of, what his strengths are, what his weaknesses are. So they'll, they'll tailor their, um, uh, their play calls if he has to come in to what he does well, just like they did last week for the series that they were in or he was in. It was just all short stuff and – 
and uh, uh, you know, the Chiefs, uh, you know, really uh, asked him to get the ball out of his hand quickly. So, you know, he's a veteran guy, hadn't played a lot lately, but um, uh, was a former starter in the NFL. It's been a few years now for Jacksonville and for Miami. He was a starter for a time. So, uh, you know, it's not Patrick Mahomes, but uh, the Chiefs feel like uh, for a short stretch at least he can help them win a game. Um, let's look big picture here, right? With Patrick Mahomes and, and us not anticipating him to be 100%, obviously, vintage Patrick Mahomes, and we're talking about how the game plan could change, um, you know, a, a bigger commitment to running the ball. I, I know Jarek McKinnon has been utilized a lot in the passing game. I love watching Pacheco run. I mean, he's just he's such a fun player to watch run. How how much emphasis do you think is going to be given even more so in the rushing game against Cincinnati? Well, you'd think so. And the Chiefs ran the ball well against the Bengals when they played them a few weeks ago. The, the problem with that is I, I never predict the Chiefs are going to run the ball. Andy Reid just – that's not who he is. That's not mm-hmm. uh, what he believes in as a play caller. So, uh uh, hey, not, not to say it couldn't happen or he wouldn't do it, but uh, I guess I'll believe it when I see it because uh, that's just not who he's been. He's never uh, been one to, to rely on the running game. That That's not how he goes about his business. So, uh, yeah, hey, who, who knows? Maybe uh, on Sunday he'll change his mind on that regard. But uh, for now, at least, I, I just guess I'd be surprised if the Chiefs used that uh, uh, a lot more heavily maybe than they have during the regular season. Uh, Adam Teicher joining us here on ESPN, uh, doing a deep dive into the Kansas City Chiefs as they get ready to take on Cincinnati. Winner, of course, advances uh, to Glendale, Arizona to represent that conference in the Super Bowl. In looking at the wide receiver position, Juju Smith-Schuster has really not done much as of late. You know what you get with MVS. Interested to hear what you have to say about Kadarius Toney because a lot of folks obviously in New York know a lot about him. But I, I really I think where the concern here is that this is this is a Bengals team. They're actually quite good um, against defending tight ends. And as we know, Kelsey has been the straw that has stirred this drink in in the receiving game. So your thoughts on on who you think is 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 going to get more targeted and how this how this receiving core, along with of course Travis Kelsey, is going to play out. Yeah, I, you know I, I don't think there's any doubt the Bengals will make a greater effort to limit Travis Kelsey than the Jaguars did last week. So I, I certainly don't expect 17 targets or 14 catches for him this time around. So I, I kind of look at Kadarius Tony as sort of the X factor in this game. You know, can the Chiefs get him going? He didn't play against the Bengals the last time around. So, uh, you know, he's uh, th- this is kind of a new thing for him. And uh, he, he's the closest thing the Chiefs have really to Tyreek Hill. He's got some of that same change of direction and, and uh, quickness that Tyreek Hill has uh, when, he, when he's running with the ball. So, um, and, he, and he's fast, maybe not Tyreek Hill fast, but he can move. So th- that's kind of the guy I'm wondering about that, uh, you know, he sort of can make the, uh, make a difference for the Chiefs in the passing game is uh, Kadarius Toney. I know they want to get him. They'd like to get him the ball, uh, you know, to run after the catch and get him in uh, positions where he can he can do those kinds of things. So uh, we'll see if they're successful or not. But I, I do kind of look at him as being a key figure, no doubt. Last but not least, before we let you go, Jamar Chase, right? It's not just Joe Burrow. It's Jamar Chase, uh, you know, a, a running back and a wide receiver position. 
yards off the catch is, is, is just incredible, really uncoverable at times. How, how is this secondary going to match up against Jamar Chase? Yeah, that's the, uh, the, the million-dollar question. And the Chiefs, you know, he's had made some big plays and had some big games against them. So uh, you know, we'll see how successful they are. You know, the Chiefs, they, they play a lot of youth in their secondary. They, uh, two of their top three corners are rookies, and they play a rookie at safety a lot. So they, um, they're, uh, there's some inexperience back there, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they do match up against Jamar Chase this time around because, uh, again, they've uh, – uh, had some problems with him before. So, uh, you know, it all uh, comes back to the pass rush, you know, given they're going to give Joe Burrow as much time as he wants back there, which they have a lot um, in their games against him. It's going to be a real problem uh, in, in the secondary. They're going to pay for that. So uh, Chiefs are going to have to uh, coordinate the whole thing and figure it out because uh, th- this certainly uh, defensively, when, when the Bengals have the ball, it's been a real problem for them. Adam, before we let you go, game plan. How do you see this playing out? As we know, uh, three times in the last 13 months, Cincinnati has beaten the Kansas City Chiefs. So they're obviously coming in with a lot of swagger and a lot of confidence. What do you feel the Chiefs need to do and accomplish in order to, to, to change that narrative? Well, uh, you know, one of the things we talked about is they've got to put Joe Burrow on the ground. They've got to get to him and, and put some pressure on him and, and uh, you know, preferably sack him. Um, you know, one thing that Chiefs have not done very well against the Bengals, another thing is they have not um, created turnovers. They have one turnover in the three games. They did get an, inter- an interception in the AFC Championship game. But other than that, that's it. And I, I don't know how the Chiefs are really going to win this game without – stealing a couple possessions from the Bengals. I, I feel like if they can get a couple turnovers and end possessions that way and maybe create some favorable field position for themselves, I think they've got a shot. So um, I, I, to me, it's all about when the Bengals have the ball, can they put pressure on Joe Burrow? Can they force some turnovers? Can they get some things done that way? I think, you know, hey, for all the focus on Patrick Mahomes, and there should be, I think the Chiefs will be okay when they have the ball. It's the other side of the ball that I think is going to determine the game. That's right, because if I, I look at the Cincinnati Bengals, and um, I, I just I feel they're a more complete team. I think that, I do believe they have the better quarterback. We can sit here, we can have a discussion, debate Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, uh, but I don't think we can debate Joe Burrow is definitely healthier heading into this matchup. I think Cincinnati's got the better wide receiving core. Also, I do believe that they have the better defense and better defensive coaches. So uh, another reason why I'm on the Big Cats today. Quick break. We come back. Cynthia Freeland. Uh, we'll hear from her next right here on 98.7 ESPN. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. 
Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. This is the Fantasy Forecast Podcast with Anita Marks. I felt better, but it doesn't really matter. You know, it's get it, got to get it done. They're really good all across the board. You know, they fly to the ball. They're disruptive at every position. They're well coached. So we have a task in front of us. We have a really good challenge, really big challenge in front of us. That's Jalen Hurts talking about his shoulder. Much different um, defense he's facing today against the 49ers than he did against the Giants. Without further ado, Cynthia Freeland joins us now. Uh, on 98.7 ESPN. And Cynthia, let's break down these games like no other. Let's start, of course, with the Eagles favored by two and a half. The over-under, it's fluctuating, 45 and a half, 46. Uh, what's your play here? You know, I have the Niners winning this game, which is kind of crazy to me. I think I think both games this week are full of points, so I think a lot more scoring than Vegas is giving either team credit for or either game credit for. But when I look back and I try to map out what's going to happen with this Brock Purdy-led offense, to me, the upset seems likely because of Kyle Shanahan and his ability to use empty formations. So when I was looking at empty formations, that's what happened with the Cowboys last week. It did not start off pretty for pretty, and then they use this empties, which basically allows the defense to spy what's going on, right? It helps. It gives a huge tip-off to Purdy as to whether it's going to be man or zone and who's covering whom and where the holes are. And when you have as many different options as Purdy has, it just becomes difficult. And I do really, really like this Philadelphia defense. But without Avante Maddox, it's a very significant difference in the back middle third of the field, which is where Kyle Shanahan is really, really good at targeting. Now, Maddox may play, and if he's 100%, that would make me feel better in picking the Eagles. But I still think it's a Niners game. And I understand Purdy's young, and there's never been a rookie that's made it to the Super Bowl before. But at some point, that's got to change. You know, he, he did not look great against Dallas. And I know Dallas, number one defense in pressure weight. Uh, the Eagles, number two. They've got 70 sacks on the season. But overall, the best pass defense in the NFL. I just, you know, I think these these teams are very evenly matched. But I, I just think, you know, and, and, and it was a rough knock them down, drag out fight against the Dallas Cowboys. Now they have to travel across the country. And Purdy hasn't played in a lot of road games especially against this type of defense. I just think this just might be a, a little bit too much for him. I'm on the Eagles side here, Cynthia. I completely understand. I was a little surprised when I saw mine as well. But look, my, I, I was, I was uh, you know, I, I do it all by math and I do it all blindly. So that's just, and then I follow that. That's my, that's my plan. That's my process. So I was a little surprised too, but that's where it netted out for me. Uh, really quick, also the Eagles, I'm sure you know this, the best first-half team in the NFL. They're first in points per drive, first in touchdowns per drive, and they had a plus-149 point differential in the first half. And, oh, by the way, you get the Eagles in the first half at minus one and a half. Do you like that play? I like that. I think that's fun. I definitely think that's fun because I think part of what makes Shanahan so great is the fact that he is able to adjust in second halves and create 
set opportunity for his quarterback like he did against the the Cowboys. And by the way, that's a similar defense. You talk about the pressure rate. It's not just the pressures, it's how the pressures are generated. The number of pass rushers needed, which is only four, which means less blitzing, which means more guys dropping into coverage, which could mean some tough things for a Brock Purdy who's not used to seeing that as often. You know, you know me. I like that first half drop. Um, I'm going to be playing. By the way, I, I like the under here as well. The under o- over is at 46. Do you have a side here that you like in the total? I have 48 in total points for me. So I, uh, it's an over. I actually have both games as overs this weekend, which is hilarious after last week. But, you know, but that's where they both fall for me, just slightly overs. I just think that Vegas is a little bit too punishing. I know these are great defenses, both of them. But sometimes that pick six situation can also be one of those things that just totally breaks your over under. And uh, you know I'm going to be playing a ton of prop bets. Um, in order to beat the 49ers, you've got to pass the ball. So I've got Jalen Hurts over 32 and a half passing attempts. Here's an interesting one. Um, Brock Purdy over eight and a half rushing yards. The Eagles second best in pressure rate and quarterbacks are averaging 40 rushing yards against them in their last seven games. It's only at eight and a half. I think that's a very fun one. I love those like smaller numbers. And then the funniest part is like, there was one where it was like Tom Brady one rushing yard and he didn't even get it. But look, like I love those. I think they're smart and I think that's a really smart one to target, especially because sometimes when you panic, you run and that could that could net some yards for you even when because you're gonna panic a little bit. I mean, I understand we've seen him be just nailed and Brock Purdy's incredible, but you know, at some point you're gonna have a little bit of a panic moment. Um, it, it, I had Cynthia, I had uh, Stefania Bell on the show earlier today, uh, breaking down all the injuries and, and whatnot. She does, and as we know, she's uh, full disclosure, huge 49ers fan. She doesn't seem to be too concerned yep. with Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Elijah Mitchell and, and Debo Samuel. Do you have any concerns there in regard to the calf injury that uh, well, that, that C is playing with? I mean, I think I'm more concerned about Elijah Mitchell. Like, that was strange because we kind of didn't see what happened there, and I don't know what's going on there, and he was on the injury report. So, very interesting one. I mean, if, if she's not, I don't know if that's her fandom, but I do think she's a big professional. So, if I feel like she would be sort of overly worried as opposed to under-worried. So, I mean, if Stefania says it, I'm going to believe it. But at the end of the day, I also think we've seen Christian McCaffrey be on the injury report with like a bunch of things. They didn't need him at the end of that game. It was smart for him to stay out. Those are That's a mean Cowboys defense. So I think in this game, at least, you know, I'm not that worried about him. I'm not that worried about any of his totals. I like him to score an anytime touchdown. I think that's a smart one. Uh, again, Cynthia Freeland from the NFL Network joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Let's turn our attention to the later game, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time is kickoff. Uh, Kansas City now favored by one and a half. This line's been all over the place because of the news of Patrick Mahomes. Opened up at one, got went up to one and a half, came back down to one. At one point in time, Cincinnati was favored. Now uh, we're a little over 24 hours away from kickoff and, and Kansas City favored by one and a half. The over-under is 48. What's your play here? I have the Chiefs winning this game by at least two. I think it's funny. If I were Patrick Mahomes, I would have tried to, like, like limped off the podium just like as, jo- as a joke. Like, I mean, what, like, what are we doing here? We're, like, all thinking, like, okay, we're going to watch what he does in practice, and we're going to say that that's how it's going to be when this defense is coming at him. Okay, you know who had the most pressures in the defense? The number one singular pressure cooker this year was Trey Hendrickson. He had the most. So, like, it's not going to look the same. I, I do think that's kind of silly. But what I do really believe in is Andy Reid's ability to 
craft game plan A, B, C, D, and E with a week of understanding that this high ankle sprain is real and there's some there's going to need to be some adjustments. But my my main thing here, and you can tell Mama Mimi this too, is the guy. You know, we we all we close our eyes and we think about Patrick Mahomes like running and extending dropbacks and just doing like absolutely horizontal throws and crazy things, which he does masterfully. But he also threw the most touchdowns from a clean pocket, meaning his O line gave him enough time and his ability to navigate and manipulate his own pocket, moving it left, right, whatever direction he needs to go. He also had the most touchdowns of the of that nature this season too. So it's not like we're talking about a guy that only improvises. We're talking about one that we just remember it because he's so good at it. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, and you said you have the over in this matchup as well. At, at, and that's, that's sitting at 48. So I feel stronger that the Niners will win, but I feel stronger that there will be more points scored in this Kansas City and uh, Cincinnati game. Here, and, and I talked about this with Stefania Bell. This, this, is, this is what I'm – and listen, I'm not sitting here saying that, you know, any uh, – that a, a Bengals player is going to do anything malicious, right? But I've played the game. It, it happened. Like, these Cincinnati Bengals defensive players know that, that um, Mahomes is coming in with a bum ankle. They're going to be tackling yep. low. I, I mean, they're, they're not going to be targeting the ankle – but they're going to be tackling low. The way that they're going to be trying to tackle him, bringing him down, putting pressure on that foot, putting pressure on their their tackle style is going to be in a way that could potentially re-injure or re-aggravate. That is going to happen. That is gamemanship. That's what happens in the NFL. That's another thing that I'm worried about, right, is, is Patrick Mahomes not finishing the game, Cynthia. I mean, it's a legitimate concern. The, the, the couple of things I will say are that I do think that, like, we've seen Isaiah Pacheco be a very reliable runner. We've also seen Jarek McKinnon's use in the short passing game become stronger and stronger as the season has, has progressed. And Andy Reid, look at his, his path even dating back to the Eagles. He's truly able to make use of all of that stuff. So while I'm, while I'm very – like, I agree with you. I think the gamesmanship will absolutely be there. I definitely think that – there's a number of opportunities for, you know, not so great things to happen if you're, you know, watching the game. I don't want anyone to get hurt ever. So, you know, it's definitely possible. But I also think that the way that you've seen this team be able to counteract some of that with Patrick Mahomes throwing touchdown passes to the most different receivers this season means that there's a lot more in their playbook than just like one or two things, right? And I think that this week they probably added four or five more that could really add and, and really change the cadence of this game, meaning, you know, it just won't be as likely because they're going to keep him out of pressure's way. It's not just going to be like, you know, the O-line being like, okay, you guys just like can't let him get hit. I think it's also going to include, you know, some strategic plays away from him, shifting the line, making sure that the run game is smart and effective and efficient. Uh, talking about the run game, uh, I, I like both Samaji P. Ryan and Jarek McKinnon over receptions and over receiving yards. Um, P. P. Ryan is running more pass routes than Mixon and has the last two weeks. And McKinnon, from what I understand, is a better pass blocker. So I would imagine Andy wants him back there protecting Patrick Mahomes and Mahomes looking to him to dump off. So I'm going over in receptions and over in receiving yards for both P. Ryan and McKinnon. What are your thoughts on those two prop bets? I like it because we haven't seen P. Ryan. The P. Ryan stuff was really interesting. I saw a number that was like, I think it was like 16 and a half receiving yards for P. Ryan. And I think that's a great number too. 
I think it's interesting because, you know, you, it's kind of the same thing. Both quarterbacks need to really adjust to pressure and be very good against it. And P. Ryan will be an outlet pass for Joe Burrow. Like last year, I think like last year, last week we swung too far, right? Like we Bengals, it was, you know, their O-line's done, they're, they're done for. And now this week it felt like after that Bills win, it was like, well, he doesn't even need an O-line, right? And you're kind of like, no, it's, it's somewhere in between, right? Like Chris Jones is still coming for for Joe Burrow and that he rushes from the interior and that's not great. And he has the most interior pressures this season. So I do love the outlet passes to both of the running backs in this game. And I, I agree with you. Like I, I, and I think P Ryan's like underrated, like big time underrated. Again, Cynthia Freeland joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. She's getting you ready for both the ABC and NFC championship games tomorrow. Before we let you go, some big news here in New York. And really it's been, the, it's been the hot topic of this show. I opened up with it at noon, and that is the uh, the hiring of Nathaniel Hackett. <laughs> um, when when you heard that the Jets hired Nathaniel Hackett as their offensive coordinator, what was the first thing you thought, Cynthia? That they're getting a veteran quarterback <laughs> by the name of like it's. <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of people would like to say Rogers. I don't. I like the the cap. I mean, fifty nine million is where it's at right now. Like there be some very interesting maneuvering to make sure that that's. I, I don't know how that all works, and I do actually think Joe Douglas is a really – not only is he an epic uh, draft man – is that a word? Drafter, whatever the right word is for the purpose mm-hmm. who picks the people in the draft. He's epic at that, but he's also very, very good in free agency. I mean, some of the best free agents have seen DJ Reed, like, just comes to mind, like, right in a minute, and the O-line retooling as well. So, I mean, look, it, it'd be fun to see that guy that you're alluding to that – you know, look, green to green, we've seen, we've seen this place somewhere before, you know? I, I feel like I've heard this some, somewhere before. But ultimately, it's interesting to, to think about what could, what could be the potential there with, with, if, with that, uh, that particular set of, of players with that particular quarterback. Here's what's surprising to me, right? Because we saw Nathaniel Hackett fail miserably in Denver with a solid quarterback in Russell Wilson. And so for him to get an opportunity – you know, Robert Salas said he interviewed over 10 people, potential uh, offensive coordinators, and this is who he rolls with. Based on what you know and what you've heard, because I've heard a lot, if I've heard a lot, you've, I'm sure, heard even 10 times more than what I've heard, that uh, how he ran things in Denver. Are, are, you, are you at all concerned, shocked with this hire? And neither of those things. I actually, like, I kind of love it because I think that what happened in Denver is – Look, like the coach always has to take responsibility for things because that's what a head coach does, and they pay you very well to do that. But at the end of the day, there are some things, and we both heard them, about you know the way things were set up was probably not the best to succeed. Also, I also think people, when, when you've had something that probably didn't feel that good and you've gone through it, you emerge a better person. And Every person I know who knows Nathaniel Hackett talks about the kind of quality human being he is. So I think this will be a case where he comes back bigger and better and focused on the thing that he can do best with a more empowered situation. The word empowerment is really the one to circle here because, you know, we all know there's strange things that happen with, you know, and we remember there's a new leadership group. Everything was very different and and a lot of new things were happening in Denver. A lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, things that wouldn't happen other places. Let's just put it that way. Were happening there. And 
I don't think that it was his fault. And though I do think he has to take, unfortunately, he takes accountability for it because of the nature of his job. I'm sure that's music to the ears of a lot of Jets fans listening because I've been Jets ripping fans should be happy. Yeah, because I've been Jets ripping them for the last, the last They're two ripping hours. them, but, you know, whatever. Like, that's part of, like, if, if you're, when are New Yorkers happy, right? Like, you got to win, like, how many Super Bowls before they get happy? Because I've, I've still heard them say mean things about Eli Manning, and Eli Manning has won a bunch of Super Bowls. So, you know, it's, I love a good, I love a good feisty New Yorker. Like, happy New Yorkers, I don't know what I would do with myself, right? Like, we'd all have to ice skate home if, if, if all New Yorkers were happy about it. You don't want to see me on ice skates, that's for sure. Uh, again, Cynthia Freeland joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. You can see her all day long on the NFL Network. I want to remind you, the New York Islanders' 50th anniversary season continues with celebrations and giveaways all season long at UBS Arena. ESPN New York wants to make you a part of this historic season. Enter to win two free tickets to see the Islanders face off against the Seattle Kraken at home on February 7th. Just download the ESPN New York app, scroll down to contests and submit your entry for full contest rules. Go to ESPNNewYork.com. Be sure to visit NewYorkIslanders.com uh, for team news, tickets, and more. And catch every Islanders game live on the Islanders stream heard only on the ESPN New York app. Quick break. We come back. I'll get some DFS lineups for you. Um, for both games as well as single games each. Stay tuned for that. And Matthias Kiwanuka is going to join me in about 10 minutes right here on 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is the Fantasy Forecast Podcast with Anita Marks. So uh, how am I going to play some DFS today? I'll tell you. And this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go, I'm going to bring it up. I was going to read, I was, I was just going to go through my, um, I was going to go through my, uh, my matchups. But more importantly, I'm just going to go through the, the, the positions. So I'm, I'm going to be playing a lot of Jalen Hurts and a lot of Joe Burrow today. I'm going to stay away from Brock Purdy. Uh, why? Uh, this is a Philadelphia Eagles defense that has not allowed over 200 passing yards to opposing quarterbacks the last six weeks. They've got the number one passing defense. Brock Purdy, this will only be his third road game in a really hostile envi- environment, as we know what it's like playing in the link. So uh, I am avoiding Brock Purdy. So I'm probably playing... Um, uh, I'd say 50% Joe Burrow, 
40% Jalen Hurts and a little 10% Patrick Mahomes because you don't know. In in the individual game, so just so and, and again, this is this is combining both games. In the individual game, when I'm playing Kansas City and Cincinnati, I'm actually gonna play a little Chad Henney uh, in there as well, and you could get him for five thousand dollars. That's his cost in DFS. Okay. Running backs, here's the thing. I'm probably gonna play 30% Christian McCaffrey, but he is dealing with a calf. But everything now. News broke overnight that Tevin Coleman was elevated from the practice squad. That's a huge red flag for Elijah Mitchell, who's dealing with a groin injury. So there's a chance that Elijah, Elijah Mitchell does not play. If that's the case, I think we're going to get a heavy do- dose of Christian McCaffrey because you can run on the Eagles. You can't. It's very hard to pass against them. So I'm probably going to play 30% of my lineups with Christian McCaffrey because you just have to be really careful. You know, he's coming in with that calf injury. Does it get worse in the game? Okay, uh, I'm going to play a lot of Joe Mixon, uh, Cincinnati uh, going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs, their defense not great against the run, and also um, I'm I'm also going to play a little Samaji P run because Kansas City is one of the worst defenses against receiving running backs, and P Ryan plays a big role in the receiving game uh, for for Cincinnati. Okay. I also like Jarek McKinnon. I think we're going to get a heavy dose of Jarek McKinnon because he's the best pass blocking running back in the backfield. And I would imagine that Andy Reid wants him back there to help protect uh, Patrick Mahomes. So uh, Jarek McKinnon. Okay. I am staying away from Miles Sanders, the 49ers, number one defense against the run. So I'm staying away from him. So those are the running backs that I'm utilizing. A lot of Joe Mixon, a lot of Jarek McKinnon. Uh, I'm going to sprinkle in P. Ryan. I'm going to play a solid dose of McCaffrey, but again, concerned about the calf. Okay. And also the price, $8,000. So uh, McCaffrey's $8,000. Mixon's 65. McKinnon is 54. Okay. Um, Running uh, wide receivers. Jamar Chase, a lot, like 75% of my rosters. That's where I'm spending the bulk of my money is on Jamar Chase. He just he destroys Kansas City. In three games, he's got almost 500 receiving yards and four touchdowns. A.J. Brown. So I'm playing 50-50 A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. A.J. Brown's coming in with a hip issue. He only played 11 snaps against the Giants, but keep in mind it was a blowout, right? So I don't know how much we want to read into that. Um, but he has not scored a touchdown in two games. And um, and so I, I, I think this is the bounce-back game for him. But... I just want to be, you know, I've got, I've got some text messages out to some folks who uh, who work for the Eagles organization, uh, just inquiring about his hip. We'll see, um, but I, I I am expecting AJ Brown to be full go and and to do some damage against the 49ers defense that's uh, really 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 bad. Believe it or not, as great as that 49ers defense is, they're really bad against the pass, uh, and you can't like you can't man up on either AJ Brown or Devonte Smith. You just can't, you can't cover them. And, and their, and their corners are, are not good. PFF has graded them below 56. Um, I'm going to play, I'm going to play a solid dose of, of Debo Samuel, because I do believe if Elijah Mitchell is out, I do believe Debo Samuel is going to get um, some carries along with uh, how he's going to be utilizing the passing game. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and some sleepers, quote unquote sleepers, 
Uh, Kadarius Tony for $3,700, I think could be a sneaky good play. Jennings, wide receiver for the 49ers for $3,300, could be a sneaky play. I love Quez Watkins for the, for the Eagles at $3,100. Love him today. So, um, so that's how I'm going to sprinkle in the rest. Tight ends, Travis Kelsey dealing with a back issue. Popped up yesterday. Big concern, big red flag. And also, Cincinnati is actually quite good against opposing tight ends. Um, I want to say the last time Travis Kelsey went up against him, I don't even think he had more than 50 receiving yards. So that's a huge concern for me. So I'm probably playing Kelsey maybe about 30% of my DFS lineups, okay? Um, And I'm just going to sprinkle in some Kittle. I'm not going to play Goddard. The 49ers are one of the best defenses against opposing tight ends. I am going to play Hurst, and you could get him for 3000 and I am going to play Noah Gray just because, God forbid, you know, you got Kansas City. They're going to be playing a lot of two tight ends to protect Patrick Mahomes. So I do believe to, to, to get Noah Gray in your lineup at $2,500, I think could be a sneaky good play. Okay? Uh, defense, I'm rolling with the Eagles. I think the Eagles are just going to really uh, destroy Brock Purdy. And that in that pass defense uh, is is really going to take it to them. So and that's at twenty eight hundred. Okay, so those those that's that's how I'm playing DFS today. Quick break. We come back. We'll kick off New York Game Day. And Matthias, <coughs> excuse me, Kiwanuka will join us next <coughs> here at ninety eight point seven ESPN. <coughs> 